1: Welcome back to the Talent Development Think Tank podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you're joining me today for my bonus Q&A conversation with Frederick A. Scott, who is the global head of early in career development at ServiceNow. And if you haven't yet listened to my first conversation with Frederick, where we really dived into all things about developing early career career talent, and especially understanding Gen Z and what they want, what they're looking for in their careers and why it's so important and how we can think about developing, really recruiting and developing those uh, younger generation uh, professionals. Make sure you go back and listen to that. Frederick dropped a lot of great insights in that episode. Today is our bonus Q&A round. And Frederick, I want to start with this. You've had a really interesting career. You've worked in professional services. You've worked in the software and technology industry. You've worked in DEI. You've worked in early career development. What's been one of your biggest accomplishments or proudest moments in your career so far? Andy, it's
0: great to be back with you. Thank you for making additional space to to dive into a few more questions. As you can imagine, it's a tough question to answer. Thinking back on the balance of my career, but I would I would say, the biggest uh, single biggest accomplishment collectively during my tenure is developing talent, developing early in career talent for for the for the industry. Right. I think about this industry build uh, strategy, the contribution to the industry. While it's true that I certainly didn't hire every individual who's been impacted by some of my strategies, the influence extended far beyond individual hires. And thinking about how we can make a you know a prof- more profound impact on the tech sector specifically. And, and in that way, going beyond the numbers, it was more around instilling this mindset and readiness that transcends quantifiable metrics. I know we love our metrics, but equipping individuals with knowledge, skills and perspectives necessary to thrive in technology driven careers. And so the impact, I don't know how you measure it, to be honest, but I think it's more than just preparing individuals for a specific job or role. It's about building this foundation for readiness for the entire industry. And so I think that's what's critical. And I think that's been rooted firmly in, in my DEI experience as well, ensuring not only that we're creating you know a more skilled workforce, but also one that is representative and inclusive. Mm. And so I think setting people on a path to excel in their careers in this ever evolving tech landscape has been one of my biggest accomplishments.
1: Yeah, definitely something to be very proud of. I'm sure you've had a profound impact on a lot of people in their careers. On the flip side of that, Frederick, what has been one of your biggest failures or mistakes and what did you learn from it?
0: I should have anticipated that question. <laughs> I think it's great. One of the biggest lessons that I've learned is the importance of being intentional. And, mm. and I think, ironically, from that, many, many years later, my purpose statement was born, which is to influence deliberate actions so that others progress toward their intended aspirations. What does that mean? It means you know focusing on the distance between what we say. And what we get by focusing on what we do. Right. And so in that way, it's essential to center our attention, I believe, on the task at hand. We often do that and recognize that it's, you know, connection to the overarching mission. But in context, sometimes, you know, we have to be thoughtful about the mission serving as the ultimate goal, sort of this North Star. But being intentional doesn't mean fixating solely on the one thing that we were asked to do. Rather, it requires this this ability, this willingness to see the bigger picture. And, and so I think from an intentionality perspective, to be more effective, we've got to understand how these individual tasks align with and contribute to this broader mission, if you will. And it's almost like putting together pieces of a puzzle, which I used to do, by the way, every day after work, just to kind of calm my mind. Ooh, nice. Each piece has its place. And I remember I used to start with the corners because that's what I felt like I could see the best. Right. But to complete that picture... You know, we, we got to be thoughtful about looking at that box. What am I trying to achieve when I'm putting this puzzle together? And, and remembering that our contributions to the mission is undoubtedly significant, but it's the collective efforts of the individuals that propel this organization and endeavor forward. So while the, that individual task should be a focal point, we've got to be re- mindful that that piece, our contribution is one piece to a picture, to a puzzle that we're putting together. And so that's one of the things I've learned is just being very intentional and again I'm I'm still learning it it's not when I say learned it's not past tense it's not in my rearview mirror I never look at it again yeah. I'm I'm continuously learning and mm-hmm. intentionality continues to come to the forefront every day for me
1: uh, and my teams. Intentionality is something that I am very big on myself talk a lot about all the time talk about it in my book and everything else so I'm glad you said that. Frederick, when you think about talent development this world that we're in, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges in talent development today? <sighs>
0: Gosh, Andy, we 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 alluded to a couple of those, I'm sure, and in, in our first segment. But let me let me be a bit more pointed in this one for this question. I like threes, by the way. I think the 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 three things versus one thing. I think it's time, desire for outcomes, and this opportunity for self-directed learning. We talked about Gen Z quite a bit. There is a desire for instant gratification. Like tell me where I'm going, tell me how I'm gonna get there, this lily pad approach, like help me plot out these jumps. And so this, this, this generation has grown up in this digital age and often expects immediate results and gratification and or at least a, a roadmap. Yeah. And so this can be frustrating, you know, because personal and professional development and growth takes time and effort. And so we as talent development leaders, you know, we put our you know sweat and tears into this. And so we have to be thoughtful about that. Two is, this, this, you know, when I think about time, it's the schedules, right? Conflicting priorities at work and in, in employees' personal life. It's hard to carve out that time. So uh, we as leaders need to be really mindful about creating that, that time for em- employees to develop uh, in their daily work. From the outcome perspective, we talked about this, Gen Z, goal-oriented nature. They, they typically have a goal. They want to know what they mm-hmm. will gain from investing their time and effort to learning. And so if it's not clear to define, they'll grow frustrated, but it also impacts their, the way they're motivated. So if if the outcomes are unclear or not immediate, they may lose motivation. So we got to be thoughtful about how we maintain motivation and the, 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 the different mediums in which we offer learning, mm. which then leads to my last point on that, which is, not just the classroom standard in the box learning, but also giving some opportunity for independence and autonomy. This generation thrives on independence and autonomy. They they were brought they were raised that way in many respects. And so they, they often prefer to choose, you know, what they learn and how they learn it and when they get to do it. And so we have to be thoughtful about providing opportunities in that way. And then lastly, I would say under self-direction, it's just the need for resources. We got to supply the necessary resources that enable self-directed learning in that way. Yeah. And we're doing that, as I talked about, you know, in the prior thing segment with Launchpad as yep. well. But yeah, so I think those are some of the biggest challenges.
1: Right on. Related to all that, what would you say is the biggest trend that you're following in talent development today?
0: The move from... The biggest trend that we're following today, and it's not germane the service now, but we certainly believe that we are we're on to something here. And that is the this move from role based assessment and evaluation of your talent to skills, mm-hmm. right? And this skills intelligence. And we think about you know employee growth and development from that perspective, right? Yeah. It recognizes that credentials alone do not define an individual's potential right and so if we think about that particularly from an from an early career perspective allowing organizations to make decisions about the skills of the people they have versus who they know and how well they network or what their education is right what is the actual skill not what is your background necessarily and how we can then skill up for the future right we've got to prepare employees and our organization for the future focus on skills and competencies that may not be immediately necessary but will be critical to the long-term success. And then we've got to be innovative in the way we, we create opportunities for both traditional talent, but also that non-traditional alternative talent. Because, you know, creating skills inventories, you know, to figure out what we have and compare it to what we need is going to be critical as we go forward. So that that's mm-hmm. really, really huge. Today for us, I suspect it's huge for others and will continue to be a growing trend.
1: Absolutely. Related to all of this or, or anything that has been helpful for you in your career, do you have a book that you often recommend or a book recommendation today or a TED Talk, something that's been
0: inspiring <laughs> for you? It's a, it's a, you? First of all, I'm going to stop saying it's a great question because all your questions are great questions.
1: They're all really great. Um, yeah, we know they're that. They're all
0: great questions. It's interesting that you asked this question. I, I, I keep a, a stack of books like right at my right hand. And yeah. so the, the one that I'm going to grab that usually is on top is is this one the boy the mole the fox and the horse a little bit non-traditional than what you might expect but let me tell you why this book is important to me this book brings out the humanity of work right it focuses on conversations between in theory four characters all of whom share experiences and ask and respond to questions in a very vulnerable way an example of some of the questions that they ask each other what do you want to be when you grow up Mm. (laughs) and the answer is kind Hmm. what is the bravest thing you've ever said one of them answers help hmm. in that way, asking for help. It's, there's another one that says asking for help isn't giving up, it's refusing to give up. Hmm. It, so, it, So this book humanizes the learning posture. I like to use the term learning posture hmm. and journey that we're already undertaking, right? We think we have to start our learning journey. We're already learning, we're already in it and we have to recognize that. And so this book, reading this book periodically reminds me and grounds me and humbles me, hmm. which fosters learning, right? And in that way, This book sort of celebrates the importance of valuing development and engaging in open conversations in a vulnerable way with others, right? You need to have a conversation with someone else. It's not a book about one person, it's a book about four different characters, right? And so I think it emphasizes that seeking improvement is not about inadequacy, but it's about an opportunity to become better. And Hmm. I think that perspective is relevant in the workplace today where continuous learning and development and Growth for your career and adaptability and a changing market are all really important. And I would say finally on that, the notion that everyone, regardless of their rank or their position, benefits from growth and development opportunities reinforces that the notion that learning is universal and it is ongoing. And so I think that also promotes a culture of equity, inclusion, and belonging. So this, you know, not not probably what you expected, but this is the one that gets me jazzed if you can mm. tell
1: I hadn't heard of that. I like that. All right, last question for you, Frederick. You've done a lot of things in your career. You've, you've experienced a lot and you've achieved quite a bit in your career. We have a lot of people in talent, in, who work in talent development who are ambitious and looking for ways to grow in their careers as well. For those in talent development who are looking to grow in their careers, what's one more piece of advice you would give?
0: <sighs> Some of these may seem very obvious. There has to be there has to be a desire and a willingness and ability those are 3 separate things a desire a willingness and an ability to to want to embrace owning your own career development organizations are great i work now three phenomenal brands are great at creating opportunities and creating development here at ServiceNow we, we've created this platform called employee growth and development it's a skills intelligence system it helps me to to, to keep on track and putting skills at center that's great I have to engage <laughs> that that skills and intelligence system and and so so that's one I think we have to be very emphatically, tied to embracing our own, directing our own career. Two, I think we, we got we to maintain curiosity. Mm-hmm. There are some other things at my left hand that I pulled from some other places. There's books that I've read called The Curiosity Advantage and how people who are more curious continue to have a, a particular advantage. And then being open to learn. You know, I, I often talk about this, this continuum of unlearning and relearning, but before you unlearn, sometimes you got to unanchor, right? And so mm-hmm. I think being open to learn, also means you gotta take some steps before that, including on anchoring from what you know, maybe unlearning what you know, and then opening up the opportunity for, to relearn something. So I think that's critically important. So I, you know, you ask for one, as you can tell, I probably go into threes every time, it's my default, yeah. but those are just some of the things that, that are top of mind.
1: I like it, speaking in threes, it provides a lot more value to our listeners. It might get annoying to your, your spouse and your kids <laughs> at home, but I'm sure it's really, it's, it's been really valuable here. Frederick, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your wisdom, whether it be in threes, twos, or ones and your experience. I really appreciate it. Love talking with you. And I look forward to talking with you more soon.
0: Adam, thanks for that. Uh, Thanks for that. That fortuitous countdown. Three, two, one. We're out. Thank you for your time. Great talking with you.
1: All right. That will do it for my bonus Q&A round episode with Frederick A. Scott from ServiceNow. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I really did. Frederick had some great insights in there. He's developed so many people, hired and developed so many people. The lesson of being more intentional. He talked about the challenge of time, desire for outcomes and opportunities for self-directed learning. The trend he talked about was moving from role-based assessment of talent to skills, something we've been hearing a lot about recently. And if you want to dive deeper into that topic of skills mapping, go back and listen to my episode with Derek Darren Nerland, who talked all about skills mapping. We've done a couple in the past as well. The book he mentioned was The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. He talked about humanizing learning posture, which I hadn't heard before. And the advice he gave was have a desire, a willingness, and ability to own your career and development and maintain curiosity. Something I'm very big on. I know we all are. We're lifetime learners. So I appreciate you being here to learn. Hey, if you want to learn more and you really get better in your role and more successful in your career and talent development, there's no better place to do that than in the membership community I run called the talent development think tank. You can find more information about our podcast and the community by going to tdtt.us. That's tdtt.us. You can click on community and find all the info there about our different tiers, the foundation level, the full access level and our entrepreneur tier for entrepreneurs in the LD space. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. And if you're looking for a great keynote speaker, for your next event, feel free to reach out to me as well. Andy at andystorch.com. Thank you again for listening and I will talk to you next time.